very good. Is this on? Okay. We set out to change the dynamics of podcasts in the United States, and we did exactly that, albeit not in the way that we had planned. But the most significant result of New Doug was that it sent an incredibly powerful signal, a signal that we were ready to do whatever was necessary to build value for the listeners of our studio. Serial took full advantage by launching a commercial featuring a girl who asked, Somebody out there tell me why DQP did it. Why did Doug change? A Discord poll showed that only 13% of listeners liked the new Doug. The change was a bust of epic proportions. Fans weren't upset. They were angry. So passionate were drafty listeners that they launched grassroots campaigns across the country to force DQP to bring back the original Doug. I think the new Doug is too sweet. I like the old Doug better, said a Patreon member, Kelsey Harris. This has got to be the boldest consumer products move of any kind, of any stripe, since Eve started to hand out apples, said Irving Ruoff, publisher of Podcast Digest. These two products, the Joe Rogan Experience and the Drafty Show, have been going at it eyeball to eyeball, and in my view, the other guy just blinked, said CEO Joe Rogan last week. It was the people against the studio, only in America, tweeted Conan O'Brien on Saturday. DQB said they were committed, but so were the people. In California, they collected signatures. In Seattle, they set up a hotline. One protest group in particular gained national attention. The Old Doug Listeners of America, headed by Stevie Irvin, has been relentless in its pursuit to have the original Doug return. They set up petitions, provided pins with new Doug crossed out, and spoke to the media about their mission. We hear you, fans. We're bringing him back. The original voice of Doug returns as Doug Classic. Soon, America will have a real choice, the new sound of Doug or the original sound of Doug Classic. The simple fact is that all of the time and money and skill poured into consumer research on a new Doug could not measure or reveal the depth and abiding emotional attachment to original Doug felt by so many people. When we look back, this will be the pivotal moment when we learned that fiercely loyal consumers, not the studio, own Doug and all of our brands, really. It is a lesson that we will take seriously and one that becomes clearer and more obvious with each passing hate mail. Thank you. Welcome to the Smooth Squirrel Drafty Show. I'm your host, Smooth, and with me is Squirrel. That's right, I'm Squirrel, a.k.a. Doug Classic, and you're Nathan. Nope, I messed that up already. I'm, see, this is why you guys can't fire me. I'm out of, I'm out of practice. <laughs> <laughs> that right there is Smooth, a.k.a. Nathan, <laughs> and we are The Drafty Show, giving you everything you need to know each and every week. The D, the R, the A, the F, the T, the Y. Why? Why is always for you. That's right, baby. So, we got a big action-packed show today. As usual. Yeah, so uh, we're going to jump right in. Let's do it. And D, this week is for drama. There's a lot of serious allegations, accusations, events that very clearly happened from everything that's happened this week in the world of wrestling. That's right. Uh, Aside from uh, WrestleMania, there's drama outside of WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, The daughter of Eddie Guerrero... 
Sherilyn Guerrero, mm-hmm. uh, very popular, famous wrestler that passed away about sixteen years ago, eighteen yeah. years ago. Yeah, no, it's it's been some time since Eddie passed. Yeah, um, she came out with a TikTok on uh, the second night of WrestleMania last yep. Sunday. Uh, so we're gonna play that. It's long and it's sad, and then I guess we should put some like trigger warnings if you are uncomfortable with sexual assault stuff. Maybe skip ahead about fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm gonna start by just playing the TikTok, and then we'll get into the fallout from this TikTok. Let's do it. So I think it's time. It's time. I feel I need to make this for myself. I think I need to make it for the miscommunication that I receive from a lot of the fans and um, people in general. So I'm going to go ahead and just start because this story can go so into depth that I'd rather just keep it short and get to the point. My family is well-known, um, obviously, and I'm, literally, it's been two years, and I have been so quiet about so much, and if anybody said anything cool, if not, I'm pretty sure they're not, because it makes them look really bad, and I have protected them for so long that I feel nobody is protecting me. So I need to start protecting me. So a lot of people ask me if I talk to my mom or my sister. And the answer is no. Now let me go ahead and rephrase this or tell you. I would love to talk to my mom and my sister. I really would. I need them. And I don't need a lot. And I don't need anybody else other than my family, right? This is why I didn't want to make this because I'm so tired of crying, but I also feel like this is just going to help me not feel like I'm keeping this giant secret. Um, okay. So come 2020, right before COVID, there was a cruise that my family had went on. And basically on this cruise... Um, I got sexually assaulted. And the unfortunate part is that it was by my stepdad. Yeah, it was by my stepdad. And was I the only one? No, but that's not my business to put their story out there. But it happened to me. And the fact that I protected somebody that doesn't clearly give a shit about me is beyond me um but hey you know growth and maturity right um there's there I lived with them so I I didn't know what to do that happened I was living with them then COVID happened everything shut down and I basically just became mute I feel and very numb um and I got I worked my ass off to get out of there and get my own apartment, which I got in September of 2020, that same year. I, I really did everything I could to not only protect my mom, but keep the peace and to just get on with my life. 
Um, basically, fast forward, maybe like the following year um, when I got injured with my knee, um, my mom was the only one out here in Houston that's family. And she was helping me with that. And there was basically a conversation. And granted, let me tell you, I have told my mom how uncomfortable I am with him after it happened. And basically, she was always telling me it was a mistake. It's not who he is. Um, just kind of like, I'm sorry, that's not my problem type deal. And I never really felt like she protected me. Um, so when I got injured, money was a thing with my surgery and having help with that, blah, blah, blah. Moral of the story is she thought I owe this man everything. I owe him respect. I owe him just all this stuff. And <laughs> last time I checked, anybody that handles me like that physically doesn't get my respect. Um, and I really tried to tell my mom that, but she took it as a way of disrespect to her and her relationship. And that meaning she doesn't, she doesn't want anything to do with me if I disrespect her relationship. I did care about, you know, my mom's career and all that, but seeing my own mom be okay with abandoning me. And I get people need time to heal if they're going through something, but been two years and I've almost going on three and I've been blocked like I can't even call my mom and she's the closest family I know to me um I haven't been able to call her for anything creature <laughs> creatures right here like smelling the phone um and it's been fucking hard my sister <laughs> felt like she had did not want to be in the middle and I would lean on my sister because that's my sister. Like, who else am I going to lean on? Um, but she couldn't do it. I get that boundary, though. I really do. But to go ahead and block me and act as if I'm just an enemy as well because I need you. And I, I'm trying to see how to talk to my mom or just how to get through to her. It just all blew up in my face. And... It's kind of crazy because the family I've told is to seize my side. And they always tell me, like, why are you protecting her? Because nobody's protecting you. <laughs> and I feel like it's honestly affecting a lot of my relationships. And I don't want it to because that's not me. And I don't want to have this anger anymore. And the more I keep going to church, I keep forgiving it. And that's why I'm like, I forgive her so much that I'm like, I, I'm okay with whatever happens because you chose to do what you had to do and I have to choose what I have to do. And what I've been choosing isn't really working out for me. <laughs> Protecting everybody else except for myself is not working out for me. And the fact that, like, I waited and I felt like maybe it just needs some time because she's in the middle of this awkward and bad situation. I get it. But to not even follow up a year, to say happy birthday, to say Merry Christmas, any, like, holidays, to 
reach out to me when like family passes away. It's just so fucked up. And I'm just so tired of sitting here silently while they're on social media just acting like it's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And I'm done being silent. Um, I don't care anymore because they left me alone and I have been in flight or fight mode and all because I wanted to protect them and their careers and I feel like they can clearly do that themselves. I'm speaking up because I'm tired of getting messages. I'm tired of people asking me. I'm tired of people accusing me that I don't talk to my mom or that I've separated myself and I really haven't because I reach out to her all the time. I'm just putting this to rest. Um, it is what it is. I have, I am here with open arms and I know that my family has a lot of healing to do. Um, as do I, but I actually have to start healing now instead of waiting for them to come around. Um, please respect my journey and this video and it is not to bring like anything to them. Unfortunately, it's just facts and that's what happened. And I'm done being silent. I'm done getting all these accusations and messages. Um, I'm just saying my piece and I'm going to continue what I keep doing and building a life for myself because I have to support myself and provide for myself. And, um, yeah, I, oh, I literally wish them well. I miss them and I love them and I wish that we could talk and I hope one day we do. But my life is out in the world and it's always been like that. So I feel like I have to do this, but there you go. Um, I hope everyone has a great Sunday. <laughs> okay, so that was the extra long TikTok that TikTok let her make longer. Uh, it was 10 minutes. I thought that was nice of them. I thought TikTok just went up to like 10 minutes, or maybe they went up a little bit, maybe just like six or something like that. But regardless, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that's terrible, like that's completely terrible and yes. messed up. And uh, I, I just don't agree with never standing behind your child on anything, yeah, but uh. So, the first person to respond was Chavo, her cousin. Uh, Wouldn't Chavo be her uncle? No. Oh, no. Chavo was Eddie's cousin, wasn't it? Chavo was Eddie's nephew. Eddie's nephew. Okay. Yeah. Chavo Jr. Right. I guess Chavo. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, Gory Guerrero was, would have been her grandfather. Right. And then Gory had. He had like five kids, I think, but. Chavo, Chavo, Eddie, and uh, there was another one that wrestled for a while. Was there another Gory? I don't think there was another Gory. There that's was a Chavo's middle name, or no, that's Eddie's uh, middle name is Gory, actually. So, Eddie Gory Guerrero. And the Chavo that you, like we remember from the WWE and stuff, that's Chavo Jr., actually. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. So Chavo Jr. is our cousin. The first, he was the first reply. He replied early, early Monday, mm -hmm. late Sunday night. Uh, just to let everyone know, I fully support my cousin, Sherilyn Guerrero, Eddie's daughter. 
and have been doing so privately in the last couple of years of her struggles. She's a very strong woman for coming forward with the sexual assault she suffered. I love you, Prima. So she he had said some other stuff and talked to some other people, and he's the person that's been trying to get her to come forward for two years that she's been that she referenced in the TikTok. Right. She was trying to, you know, not name names, but he was like, I'm glad that she's finally doing this. Chavo's obviously someone that she confided in in the beginning. And Chavo's like just a good dude in general. Absolutely. Uh, you know, he he's been one of those guys that uh, he supported like David Benoit after the you know, murder suicide. Right. Uh and then he's been there for a lot of people. Not quite to the level or fame that DDP does, but he's sort of like always been that guy in the wrestling world that you know sticks up for what needs to be done. So I, the, I like Chavo a lot. And I believe like uh was it was Eddie's death was one of the big ones that affected Chris. Uh Jericho. And Benoit. Yeah, yeah both. Benoit, yeah. Uh, Jericho and Chavo were really good buddies too. Yes. Uh, yes. Eddie's death was a huge, huge factor in the that and the diving headbutts. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Monday, Vicky releases a tweet, and this is bad, and I apologize. This is again, I am quoting someone. Like this isn't me. This is not Doug. This is quoting Vicky Guerrero. There are two sides to a story. Over 15 years, my relationship with Sherilyn has been hostile, and I have tried to deal with a narcissist person. Not only, my, not only myself, but close friends of Sherilyn for over 10 years and family have cut ties with her because of her manic behaviors. I tried to do therapy with Sherilyn, but she always said no and that I am sick, not her. Sherilyn, please... Yeah. Sherilyn, please tell your side of your character of being drunk on the cruise and having guys in your room, then crying because you thought you were raped, then demanded us to go to a pharmacy in the Bahamas for plan B and ruining our vacation. You want to play dirty and sling Chris and I through the mud? I can play too. Are you enjoying that car that Chris bought you? I am so done with you and tired of your years of manipulation, lies, and disrespect. I kept quiet for years because you never seek therapy to learn how to have an adult conversation with me. It had always been your way or nothing at all. Okay, Sherilyn, not only will I see you in court, but you and I will no longer be related. And for the fans who feel entitled to comment, fuck you. You hear one side of the story and you feel entitled to comment on something you know nothing about. Before we get into this, I'm going to ask you one question. Okay, go ahead. Are you familiar with the term Darvo? No. Darvo is a common acronym in, uh, well, therapy conversations about abusers. And this is how, like, one of the common tactics that abusers use to their abuse people to make them feel like they're at fault. It stands for deny responsibility, attacks you, reverses roles of the victim and you offender. So basically, they do terrible things to you and then make you feel bad and make themselves out to be the victim. And Vicky Guerrero's tweet was classic Darvo. Yes. Uh, a couple things here. Uh, she says, for over 15 years, her relationship with Sherilyn has been hostile. Sherilyn Guerrero is 26 years old. <clears throat> Okay. So Eddie Guerrero died 
17 years ago. Right. So, a 10-year-old girl whose dad just died, and her mom says, well, she's just a bitch now. Yeah, and it's been that way since, pretty much. Yeah. So, she's a 10, 11, 12-year-old girl that her father just died, and her mother then went away to tour with the WWE for 300 days a year. I feel like this is very common in wrestling as well. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Just, just as far as, like, a, a child having, like, hostility, not necessarily hostility, but just, like, uh, bad feelings towards their parent for not being there. Yeah. And in this situation, you went from a two-person, you know, household of running the shots and losing one to just Vicky being on the road all the time. Yeah. Playing a terrible role. And then uh, the next thing I want to point out in her thing is uh, about the cruise where she was right. sexually assaulted by her stepfather, Chris Benson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vicky said, <clears throat> why don't you talk about your character of being drunk on the cruise, a, a, a cruise being drunk at 24 years old. Right. That's a that's a problem, I guess. And having guys in your room and then crying because you were raped by her stepfather. Okay. Because the way that she made it seem was... They, they didn't say rape. No. The stepfather. They Vicky said sexually says raped. Right. And she said by a lot of different guys. Right. Yeah. Which is not what was stated at all. But, right. And then demanding to get plan B after being, quote, raped using Vicky's own words, mm-hmm. and ruining their vacation. Yeah. Because her husband sexually assaulted her, and she wanted to get Plan B because she thought she was pregnant from sexual assault, and it ruined Vicky's cruise. Yeah. I mean, I imagine the assault ruined, you know, her cruise as well, but whatever, you know. That, that makes zero sense. That is, like, one of the most... Like, evil statements I have ever seen written down. Yeah. You were legally drunk in an area where it's encouraged to be drunk, and then my husband, your stepfather, came in and assaulted you, and you had the gall to want to protect yourself? (laughs) Ah! Makes me so mad. And then, like... Offering to go to therapy. Well, if you want to talk about it, I'll pay for you to go to therapy. But I'm not going to get away from this dude. And he bought you a car, so it's okay. No. It's never okay. It's never okay. And that is wild. Yeah. Like, especially with the times that we live in. And Vicky being somebody that is in a spotlight, if you will. You know, with the world of wrestling, and I believe at the time of her reacting to this was working with AEW. Correct? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. that that's part of the timeline. Okay. Yeah, I figured. Um, you figure you'd be, I don't know, woke in a sense that you know what's right and wrong, basically, and then you're in a company that is very much proactive. Yeah. For all things. Yeah, you're not working with Vince right now. No. 
But, I mean, I guess you have some of Vince's tendencies still left in you. I just, it's so wild. Yeah. Okay, so then, Tuesday, uh, Shaw Guerrero, uh, Sherilyn's older sister and Eddie Vicky's eldest child. Right. She posted a tweet as well. Let's see how far this apple fell. Now, she's a wrestler as well, too. She was a wrestler for a while as Raquel Diaz in NXT and FCW. She is now a burlesque dancer in Chicago. Okay. She is married to Aiden English. Who is a wrestler. Not anymore. Well, he was a wrestler. He was a wrestler. He's been injured. I don't know what he's doing now. Hmm. Well, that's not important anyway. It's not. It's not. We're getting off the track. Okay, so this is the tweet from Shaw. Again, I am quoting something. This is not me. Not Doug. I am deeply saddened at the state my family has been in for years. What my sister stated on what my sister stated happened on the cruise was true. She did get sexually assaulted by my stepfather. Sexual assault is never okay, and she has every right to talk about it. Was it rape? No. But it was unwanted touching and is which is absolutely un- unacceptable and traumatizing. This incident tore an even deeper wedge into our family than what was there before. My mother and sister had a deeply tumultuous relationship for years. Same with my sister and I. After this incident on the cruise, we all went into various forms of therapy in order to heal. My sister has led the public to believe that we abandoned her after the sexual assault, which is not true. My family went to various forms of therapy, and my mom and Chris helped Sherilyn get on her feet by helping her financially. Does this solve the wounds? Absolutely not. But she was not abandoned after the incident. In my response to my sister saying that I have left her alone and blocked communication, I don't owe anyone an explanation for the steps that I take for my own mental health. I, But I will defend myself when prompted. My relationship ended with my sister years later after the essay. I had to block communication with her after she continued to verbally and emotionally abuse me during arguments when I had come down to Houston to help her for recovering from a surgery. During that trip, Sherilyn's abuse was so intense that I had to leave her home so I could go and gather myself. I had to drive to a show in San Antonio, but I was riddled with panic attacks. My husband flew me home, and I pulled out of shows because of the abuse, combined with my already unwell state, led me to a serious suicidal ideation. Sherilyn, till this day, uses the fact that I had to leave our argument as ammunition for saying I abandoned her. Understand, let alone, this part doesn't make sense. Understand, let alone the fans think that they know our family. I I don't know what she meant there. I am sad that we are dealing with all of this hurt publicly now. I hope my family that is supporting you will hold your hand and give you the support you need. That family does not include me due to the verbal and emotional abuse you have subjected me to over many years. My boundaries matter just as much as yours do, and until you agree to meet with a therapist and work this out, we will continue to heal separately. I hope you find healing. Okay. Reference back to Darvo. I mean, that sounds like a classic cut case here as well. Yeah, okay. So, Sherilyn says that she abandoned her. Shaw says, I didn't abandon you. I walked out and had my husband fly me back and have never talked to you again. Because yeah. you make me feel bad that I won't stop talking to the man that sexually assaulted you. You're making me feel bad for the terrible things that I'm doing and the terrible thing that happened to you. So I'm not going to talk to you until you drop it. Right. But so, I didn't abandon you. It sounds like 
you know. She says straight up in this thing. Flat out not dealing with guilt there. Yeah. I mean, and, and she says in this thing that it happened. Matter of factly happened and says it wasn't rape. Sherilyn never said it was rape. Vicky said it was rape. Right. So they're trying to escalate and then accuse her of escalating. I mean, Vicky said it was like a bunch of other guys that she had had in her room and never really references uh, Chris. Right. The stepfather in this. But nonetheless, none of them are just, you know, so showing any uh, empathy whatsoever. And then the part about offering to take her, the, the abuser offering to take her to therapy. Yeah, because that's what you want to do when you go through a rough time is, you know, go to therapy with the person that, you know, sexually assaulted you. I'm sure that helps. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget, Vicky said he also bought her a car. Well, I mean, because that makes everything okay, right? So, I mean, in their minds, that's what—that's the way they're making it seem. That's just—do they not realize the picture that they're painting? I don't think they do, because like, as much as they're accusing her of being a narcissist, these are like classic narcissistic abusive tendencies. Like, this is tech. Like, if I were to write like a textbook for, uh, you know. Mental abuse 202 or whatever, like I would use these dudes as textbook Darvo cases. Like it is like okay. So just to paint a picture here, <clears throat> Eddie died in 2005. Yeah. Okay. So that was you said 18 years ago. Yes. So yeah. 15 years after this happened when she was 24, mm-hmm. which meant that she was nine when she died when he died. Okay. So she was nine when he died. Okay. So Fast forward 10 years, that's when Vicky got remarried to Chris Benson. I looked it up, because I I didn't know, and I didn't know who, what this guy looked like, so I I googled it while we were I don't know what he does still. Like, I couldn't find what he did. Well, he doesn't play baseball, because it's not the baseball player. Yeah, it's not the baseball, and it's also not the investment banker. Yeah, so, anyways, fast forward 10 years, she gets remarried. Okay, so that would have put her, uh, was it Sherilyn? Mm Mm-hmm. At 19, 18, 18 19, 19, yeah. Okay. 20, and maybe. Then go five years, 2020, when they go on this cruise, right? Right. Okay, so <clears throat> this guy got into this family of three daughters. Well, no, two daughters. There's just two daughters? Well, there's another one, though. There is another, and we'll get to okay, that. But Okay, just the two daughters that uh, Eddie with had Vicky. with Vicky. Yeah. And then five years, because, I mean... I would assume I th- I thought maybe there might be a pattern of things that had happened before in this five years, but we've not heard anything about yeah, that. Yeah, not that's been said so far. So because I mean, let's just let's just say this: like usually, someone that does something like this has a pattern, right, of being, you know, a piece a se- of shit, yeah, a piece of shit, or a sexual assaulter of some sort. But they're interchangeable. Yeah, pretty much. So in five years. Like, it just, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. And, it, like, all of them, like, Sherilyn didn't say other incidents, but she had alluded to the fact that this was a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And then Vicky, Vicky and Shaw also, without saying multiple times, like, were like, that's kind of how he is. We should go to therapy about it. Yeah. Like, they're just excusing it. And then Vicky, or not Vicky, Sherilyn also said that he had done this to other people. But she wasn't going to call them out. Like, Mm -hmm. 
I, I again, this is conjecture. I would assume that Shawl was the other person. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. I don't want to like throw yeah, out more I mean, accusations. Maybe it was one of those things. And we'll just we'll, like let let's just say. And again, we don't know for sure, but with this with the Darvo stuff, something like this possibly had happened to the eldest daughter. Possibly when it happened to Sherilyn, it triggered some things, and she had to leave. Well, this would have been I don't know later, but after, yeah, after it was found out. But right. that's what I'm getting at, you know. And then, I mean, it just sounds like some dealing with some guilt. And again, this is all just. Conjecture. Conjecture, but still, nonetheless. Yeah. It, it's wild. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, you did reference another daughter, and he does have another daughter. Yes. Uh, with, uh, not with Vicky. Uh, after he and Vicky split up for a while, he got with another girl named Tracy Moldavo, and they had a daughter named Kaylee. Okay. So Kaylee, uh, the Vicky stuff was Tuesday morning. This is Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So, so timeline-wise... What was it Sunday night Sun- two of WrestleMania? Sunday late night Sunday. Chavo was early Monday. Vicky released her quote unquote official statement Tuesday morning. Right. Shawl was Tuesday evening. This is later Tuesday still. Okay. And this is Kaylee Guerrero. This will be my only time ad- again. I am not saying this stuff. I am quoting stuff. This will be my only time addressing this subject due to the amount of comments and messages I have gotten. It is not my place to speak on this matter. I 100% stand with Sherilyn. I hope that you can all respect her healing journey and give her the time and space she needs to do so. I will not stand by anyone that makes excuses for not being there for their own flesh and blood as they deal with something that is not only traumatizing, but a crime against her. It is not time for others to start victimizing themselves out of her trauma. Sherilyn is a beautiful soul. She is a woman that holds herself with poise and class. She deserves so much better than how she was treated after coming forth with something that is already so difficult to speak about. We may not speak all the time, but I never let anyone think for one moment that the things being said about her are okay. I will not let her name be tarnished by people who couldn't be bothered when it mattered. It is so obvious to me that Sherilyn embodies all of who our dad was, and it's very obvious to me those who don't. That is the proper response to this situation. Yes. Finally! So we know that it's freaking Vicky that's poisoning these kids. So, again, Kaylee is uh, three years younger, four years younger than, uh, four years younger than Sherilyn, so she's 23. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was very, very young when Eddie died, like four or three, Mm -hmm. but, um, and she obviously wasn't raised with Vicky. She has her own mom, who seems like raised her very well. Uh, Yeah. Like that's that's the and that I feel like this is how we should all feel about this situation here. Yes, absolutely. Like she calls it out and I love that. Like the other two are trying to make themselves the victims. Like how dare you be upset about your sexual assault? How are you not thinking about how that affects me? Yeah. Uh it's terrible. Uh so Wednesday morning, uh Vicky Guerrero was very quietly dropped from AW with no uh, announcement fanfare 
she was just gone. Yeah, well, they don't want to. They don't want to draw any light to it, right? And that they I want mean, people to basically forget that she worked there. And that's like the the right way to do something like this. Yes, I feel the same way when there's like a school shooting, and then we talk about the shooter for some. Like, don't don't give them infamy. Don't give them fame and press because that's what they want. Right. Uh, she her contract was scheduled in, to expire in July of this year anyway, in which she had heavily hinted, if not outright said, that she was going to be in a going back to the WWE to be in a storyline with Dominic Mysterio. <clears throat> so I'm sure Vince will jump right on that. Well, he might. I mean, he's a piece of shit too. Uh, well, hopefully, with the Endeavor deal, he doesn't have any say. Right. And then on Thursday, the last part of the story. Oh, sorry. Wednesday still. The last part of the story was Vicky deleted her Twitter and Instagram and is off of all social media as far as anyone can tell. That's good. We don't need that toxicity out there. Yeah, I feel like she, you know, has done this thing in private for so long and then everybody just goes along with it because it's a terrible family dynamic. And then once she put that shit out in the world and realized that, oh, wait, most people aren't pieces of shit. She ran away from the backlash. It's easier to bury your head in the sand than deal with an issue. Well, I mean, they were all making her feel like she wasn't, you know, the victim. Well, he bought her a car. Yeah. That just, like, I I don't know why that, of all of the things that were said, why that one pisses me off so much. Because it's basically like, well, they're allowed to do whatever they want to you whenever they buy you stuff. Like, that's... Essentially, and maybe it's it's a terrible generational thing that society had. I I hope when not. things happened, but you know at, yeah. we're moving away from that completely, and people need to be held accountable for their actions. Yes, big time. So that was D. Uh, I just thought that was important that we should talk about it. I know that normally we do jokes, but no, I mean we gotta talk about serious stuff too. Yeah, if we see stuff that's like. Super crazy, especially about like sexual assault and slash or cults, Ezra Miller. Yes. Uh, you know, we're going to bring it up because that shit pisses me off. <laughs> I was not happy about hearing about it either. Like, this is a terrible situation and it wasn't handled very well. No, at not all. at all. I'm glad that she finally got the courage to step forward. No, absolutely. She's very brave. So let let's move on. Let's 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 make people laugh. All right, let's get to the R. And R, we got some recommendations <laughs> and reviews. So let's talk about it. Okay. What you what you got? What you <clears throat> recommending? Such reviewing. Right, well, <clears throat> not to stay in the same realm of wrestling, but Stephen Emil was on Emil Emil whatever. No, a meal is something you eat. Women might say he's a snack. Oh, he's a tasty cake. I'll tell them that. Anyways, uh, star from Arrow. Um, yeah, like that guy is awesome. Yeah, huge wrestling fan. Also um, in Blue Mountain State. <clears throat> he was. Yeah, he was the super Christian quarterback that the Ryan Reynolds clone was the second string for, and you'd only see him when he was in another scandal. Oh. I have not watched Blue Mountain State. I it want is, to watch Blue Mountain it State. It is terrible, but awesome at the same time. Like it, it is a show that has not aged well. Well, with watching Reacher and uh, seeing Alan uh, Richardson, 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 yeah, yeah, we got we got in a big yeah to do. I, I, I seen. Um, it made me want to go back and watch this, and it's like 
it's on DVD, the complete series, for like 19 bucks. I it's think it's not even on Blu-ray, to be honest with you. I think it's on Hulu. I'll go look for it, because I want to sit down and watch it. But um, regardless of all that, Here we go. so Stephen Amell. Yep. All right, I wanted to get it right. You did. I'm proud of you. Okay. So he did a uh, a series on stars, I want to say like 2021. And it's about a family-owned wrestling promotion. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, his father owned the company. And basically, uh, they're a year out from dealing with their uh, father's suicide. And him and his brother, uh, one's a heel and one's a face. And for those of you that don't know, uh, that's the bad guy and the good guy. Heels are bad guys. Faces are good guys. And basically, like, they're trying to uh, survive in this small-town wrestling industry and keep their brand alive. Now, there there's no reference of any real... Um, promotions in the real world but they do say when someone went big they went up north which is a very common saying yeah. in wrestling for the wwe is up north because connecticut right and and they make it seem like there's like a lot of smaller factions in this world so it's built. like the 80s then? but it's not it's set in uh today's time oh it, okay yeah. but anyways uh so I went ahead and got stars for the free week, um, which you can do on Amazon, not a sponsor. Also, stars, not a sponsor. And I sat down and started watching this on Friday, I believe. Yeah. And knocked out like six episodes. Damn. Now, it's an eight-episode season, so I finished the other two the next day. And I got to tell you, it's... It's not like the greatest thing ever, but it definitely kept my entertainment and enjoyment for just the production factor of it and the storyline of it. Like, it was actually pretty good. You know what? You never gave the name of the show. It's called Heels. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's on Stars. So if you want to check it out, do that free preview weekend on whatever you can or, you know, get a free week of it. But I really enjoyed this. Now, um, I was watching it with Shane and, uh, not a sponsor and also not a sponsor. I watched the first episode and then he jumped in and watched from like two to six with me. And then the next morning I sat down and started watching it and I watched, uh, episode six and episode seven and Russell was sitting there watching it too. And then I was, I had to leave and I didn't get a chance to watch the last episode, um, which I watched later that day. And he was like, well, I'm going to finish this. So he, even he started like midway and he wanted okay. to finish watching it too. Um, the, the actors in it, uh, they do a really good job. It's, 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 it's interesting because it, it took turns that I didn't think it would take. Okay. So I would recommend this show. Um, they got a season two. It's coming out later on this summer. So, you know, they started in 2021. They didn't put anything out in 2022. Um, I don't think it went as big as they wanted it to. Right. But I think it gained traction in the last two years. That's good. I mean, Stephen Amell's great. Also, like, really good friends with Cody Rhodes. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I know that, you know, he he was in AEW, 
mm-hmm. and did some stuff with them. And then he came out, was it the night? Yeah, it was the night after Mania. So this past Monday, well, this past past Monday, when you listen to this, and uh, he actually came out with the uh, DWL title, which is the the belt from okay. the, the show where it's uh, the Duffy Wrestling League because this all takes place in Duffy, Georgia. Okay. I don't know if that's a real town or not. Uh, I'm sure it is. Not a sponsor. Yeah, Duffy, Georgia's not a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't... He, Stephen Amell actually wrestles in the WWE a couple times, too. Oh, he does? Okay. Like, not... Like, they were, like, gimmick matches with Stardust. Yeah. So, I would recommend this. I think it's, it's definitely something to check out if you're a wrestling fan, or even if you're not a wrestling fan. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, Blue Mountain State is on... Freebie, Plex, and Pluto TV all for free. Okay. Now, those those are all three non-subscription streaming services, so they will have commercials. I mean, what's a commercial? It's an advertisement, usually about 30 seconds long for a product. And now you know. You got any other recommendations, reviews? Yeah, um, I also went and watched the uh, <coughs> Just Came Out This Weekend Mario movie. The one with Bob Hoskins? No. The one with John Leguizamo? No. The one with Dennis Hopper? No. The one with Lance Hendrickson? No. The one with Samantha Mathis? No. I don't remember who else was in that other movie. I mean, I'm glad you ran out of people because I was going to start saying no to people. I didn't know you could have said anybody at that point. The one with Michael Sarah? No. The one with Jack Black? Yes. Yeah, I got one. Yeah. Um... I've heard mixed reviews on this movie. So before going to see this, I seen it had a very high Rotten Tomato score, which led me to believe, oh, okay, it's super good. All right. And then listening to some comments online, not giving away any spoilers of the movie, uh, some fans were upset. But I feel like fans are upset about anything nowadays. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard, yeah. So... You know, the only way to truly judge something is to go watch it for yourself. Now, I know it broke some records. I'm not real sure officially where it landed as far as a movie goes on its opening weekend, but it was on track to do very well. Okay. And I went and watched it with my daughter. Girl daughter. Yeah, my girl daughter. And uh, I got to say, we both thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Okay. Um, It was full of tons of Easter eggs. Um, and for a video game fan, a Mario fan, a Nintendo fan, it, I mean, it is loaded with all kinds of things. Um, I read some comments that said Jack Black carried this movie. Jack Black is absolutely amazing in this movie as the voice of Bowser. I even think Chris Pratt did a great job as Mario. Um, a lot of people were worried about the Italian accent thing. Um, take that for what you want. When you go and watch it. Now, as far as like the people that are in this, you have Chris Pratt who voices Mario. You have Charlie Day who voices Luigi. Jack Black who voices Bowser. And Anna Tyler. Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anna Taylor Joy who voices Peach. Girl from the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. And she was absolutely amazing in the Queen's Gambit. And then you have Seth Rogen, who voices Donkey Kong. Why is Donkey Kong in a Mario Brothers movie? Well, I mean, if you think about it, that's who he fought in that original game, isn't it? Well, technically, 
the Mario from Super Mario Brothers is the son of the Mario from the Donkey Kong game. Okay. But there's this thing is loaded with Nintendo characters. Looks um, like Wreck It Ralph. Mm, I wouldn't compare it to Wreck It Ralph. I mean, Wreck It Ralph was mostly like just a bunch of arcade games yeah, just mashed Bowser into everything. In but I mean, this this had a lot of just the just that Mario universe because, you know, Diddy Kong's in it too. Also not a Mario character. No, not a Mario character. It's a Nintendo character. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I played a lot of Diddy Kong Racing when I was a kid. Diddy Kong Racing! Yeah. Yeah, I love that game. Um, I I really enjoyed this movie. I really enjoyed Seth Rogen voicing Donkey Kong. For some reason, I thought it was hilarious. Um, And just listening to uh, Jack Black who incorporated some of his own things into this. He's Jack Black. I mean, it was really funny. Super enjoyable. My daughter and I had a great time watching this. So I feel like people need to go into it with an open mind because, I mean, how much backstory do we really have on Mario? A lot. To compare it to. A lot. We do? Yeah. Are we going with cartoons? Are we going to go with the 1993 movie? Well, no, we don't use them. That is established as non-canon. Now, I know John Leguizamo posted a thing about uh, basically wanting to cancel the Mario movie for an all-white casting. Well, Anna Taylor-Joy is Brazilian. Well, nonetheless. Uh, I don't know if John Leguizamo knows this, but Luigi was not Hispanic. No. So, what all are we going to cancel? Well... Also, Dennis Hopper, not, not a, a dinosaur. Not a turtle lizard. Yeah, turtle lizard dinosaur. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it seems silly. Yeah. Well, I think he's just, he's one of those dudes like Dave Chappelle that is like, was edgy when they were younger and is now like fully embraced boomer level, like status. Yeah. Uh, You know, like, he made a movie called The Pest, so... Oh. He shouldn't be allowed to talk. Well, I mean, some of us try to really forget that movie. But I want to do this real fast in this the Super Mario Brothers movie. You going to do the cast? Well, I want to point out that it's not an all-white cast because uh, Carrie Payton voices the Penguin King. Who's the Penguin King? Oh, the Penguin King is actually pretty good, and you get that right out the gate. Where's the Penguin in the Mario movies? You don't remember the little penguin? Well, I mean, they, they have like, uh, I think it was Mario 64. Do you remember rescuing the baby penguin and taking it to the penguin mom? Oh, that? Yeah. That one? I mean, they incorporated these penguins. And I'll tell you what, from the beginning of the movie, the interaction between the Penguin King and Bowser is one of the first laughs you get right out the gate. Okay. And another thing I want to talk about with this movie is, if adults are upset about the pacing of the movie, feeling like it's rushed... You're not the target uh the target audience for this. Children are the target audience yeah. for this. Children don't have very long attention spans. So the pacing of this movie doesn't stop and it just like, all right, we're gonna do this thing and move on. We're gonna do a montage and then we're gonna move on. And the story progresses. It has a good flow. Okay. Like this movie's built for children. As it should and, be. And, uh, yeah, as it should be. But it's also built for people that want to live some nostalgia through it, too, for us that played these video games since 1980-whatever when they came out. 1983. 
So I really enjoyed this. I recommend anybody and everybody go and watch this movie. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. You're gonna do it. Are I'm you gonna gonna... take the boy daughter and the girl daughter? I don't know. They get they're otherwise disposed currently. Okay. Uh, do you have any more recommendations? Uh, yeah. Um, I also sat down and watched Creed three. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. What's your feelings on it? Well, I haven't seen the third one, but that's my feelings for Creed one and then Creed one <clears throat> again. I mean, I AKA liked... Creed two. I like boxing movies. I, I don't like know boxing why. Movies too. I also like baseball movies, and I don't watch boxing or baseball. I outside of that. enjoy a good child based baseball movie far more than a, an adult based baseball. You didn't movie. like Major League. I like Major League, but I prefer Little Big League, Rookie of the Year, Angels in the Outfield, The Sandlot, okay. Bad News Bears. You know, like I, I like the ragtag group of kids that form together to play baseball. Did you like the original or the newer? Bad News Bears with Billy Bob Thornton in it? Not as much as the original Bad News Bears with Walter Matthau, but yeah, it was that okay. That was better, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. All right. Well, aside from all that, I watched Creed III, um, which has, what's his name in it? Uh, Michael Kang, B. the Jordan. Conqueror. Oh. Uh, yeah. Why did I, you, you had to make me blank on Yeah, I understand that. Damn it. You're going to say it, and I'm going to be like, of course that's who it is. Well, we're going to have to look it up, Doug. Yeah. Jonathan Winters. Nope. Yeah. Jonathan Waters. Is John- Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Majors. There we go. Yeah. I was going to get uh, there. Recently uh, got in trouble for assault. Oh, shit. Yeah. The Marvel Universe is not happy about that one. Well, I don't think anybody should be happy about that one. No, it shouldn't be. But Assault's not okay. No, it is not okay, as we learned earlier in this podcast. Well, I mean, I feel like we should have already known that. Yeah. Um, but trying to compare it to the Rocky movies is impossible because these are a totally different life of their own, expounding on a character that uh, dies halfway through that whole... That's not a trilogy. What is it when it's more than three movies? Septology? That's fair, because it's like six movies, It's seven. It's seven movies? Mm Mm-hmm. There was five, and then they did Rocky Balboa, right? And then they did Rocky Seven. I don't remember Rocky 7. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's seven Rocky movies. Oh, hmm. well, you're looking that up. I am looking that up. <clears throat> Michael B. Jordan. Um, I really like him as an actor. I think he does a great job. Um, in, in, in the, the I want to say Apollo movies. It's, they're not Apollo. That was his dad, played by Carl Weathers. Um, there the, was a musical. Oh, I didn't know there was a musical. Okay, yeah. So five Rockies, then Balboa, then three yeah. Creeds and a musical. Then three Creeds and a musical. Well, technically the musical came before the Creeds. Anyways, in these Creed movies, it's a little bit different of a story, but you know, just kind of man versus himself, man versus society type situations. Right. Um it wasn't bad. It ends how you think it would. If that makes any sense. With him screaming for Adrian? Yeah, well, he's not screaming for Adrian. Yeah. So, uh, it was okay. It's not my, it's not one of my, like, top recommendations at all. Okay. And uh, that, that's pretty much what I did this weekend. I got, I got a couple, but mine are real small. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, I've been learning how to use TikTok, because I'm an old man. Okay, how's that working for you? Not great. 
Okay. I find it very off-putting. It's very loud. You gotta turn the volume down. Yeah, but like the volume varies between betwixt ticks and talks. Yeah, I feel like they need to have like a like a like a master volume thing. Okay, because sometimes they're real quiet and they whisper like this, and then I gotta turn it up, and the next one's like, "Hey, everybody!" Are you sure those ones that are real quiet aren't ASMR? Oh God, I tried to watch one. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It was driving me bananas. I don't like it when people are eating. Yeah, that's what it was. That's the worst ones. Okay, uh, so I found this girl named Ashley Ottenson. Mm-hmm. O-T-T-E-S-E-O-N or something like that. I don't know. Look up, Ashley. She's very funny, and I spent probably like three hours watching her TikToks because she just like... She has one series where she's God, and there's this guy named Steve that designs crazy animals, so you know I'm into that shit. Mm-hmm. And then she also does dad jokes to herself. Mm. So... Also, TikTok not a sponsor. Uh, we... China, though. Uh... They own everything. Uh, sorry, overlords. And then also, I watched a new, new to me, uh, anime on Netflix. It announced that the season had just ended, so I started watching it. It's called Uncle from Another Planet or Uncle from Another World. Yeah. And in 2007, this guy gets hit by a bus, and he's or in 2000, this guy get hit hit by a bus and goes into a coma for 17 years. And then the first episode, he wakes up, and his nephew is the only person there to greet him, because the rest of the family is in, has abandoned him because it was too expensive to keep him alive. But it turns out that he was actually in another world and learned how to do magic. And so they used his magical powers to make YouTube videos so he can buy old Sega Saturn games. Okay. It is ridiculous and hilarious, and I loved it so much. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which, the Sega Saturn was outdated in 2007. Well, he was in a coma in 2000. Oh. So, like, the first thing he asks is who won the console wars, because he was a Sega fanboy. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Yeah, and he's like an... He's not an incel, but he, like... Is completely oblivious because he like goes to this fantasy world that's basically like Dungeons and Dragons world, mm-hmm. and he gets these like all these girls are in love with him, but he doesn't recognize it because he's only in love with Sega. Well, that sounds like something worth it, watching. It, it is very funny. Uh, is it uh, subbed or dubbed? Both. <clears throat> okay, you can choose. And you watch it on Crunchyroll. Netflix. 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 Okay. Netflix. <clears throat> Not a sponsor, neither one. But yeah. Uh, Netflix is, I'm a sponsor of both of those. Uh, I mean, I'm a sponsor of Netflix. But it, it's like eight episodes, and it's just silly, wacky stuff. It's sort of like Way of the House Husband. I do love Way of the House Husband. Uh, where it's just like, he's like, we're going to make this video where you kill me and I run away. Oh, and then he buys stuff off of eBay, but he can fly at like supersonic speeds, so he never pays for shipping. I just want to say that there's nothing wrong with buying stuff off eBay. No, there's not, but like they were like, oh, we can if we go and pick it up ourselves, we never have to pay shipping costs. So he just flies around the world picking up like old Segas. Well, Cassie makes fun of me because I use PayPal and I use uh, eBay and she always calls me an old man because I don't have Venmo. Well, I don't. I use PayPal. Well, I guess we're old men. Well, where else? No, I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, 
What were you? We are old men. That's what I was going to say. We are also old men. We are old men. Okay. That's it. That was what I was going to say the whole time. Okay. Old men. Gotcha. There's no country for us. Uh, fair. So anyways. Yeah, you, those are mine too. Like those, those those are your, okay. I worked a bunch. Did you? Hey, so I ate some Rice Krispie Easter egg candy thing. They were pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, they're like chocolate or vanilla or strawberry. They all come in the same bag. But their wrappers are different colors. I appreciate that. Uh, and then they just have like Rice Krispies in them and they're shaped like eggs. And they were good. I recommend them. I wish you'd have brought some. If there were any left. Uh, this is like a crumble cookie situation. Not dude, dude. I had to delete that app because I get sick every time I go there. <laughs> I don't know why they give you such big portions. I don't know why you're buying six of them at a time. Because that's how they come. You can buy one cookie. But the box is made for six. They make single serving boxes. Not when you're this fat. Oh, Crumble Cookie, not a sponsor. No, not at all. Okay, so any more recommendations? I don't have nope, any more. That's it from the R. Okay, so we're going to go to the A. Oh, what's A? For awkward recommendations. No, awkward questions. Okay, okay, so a fan sent me this game. It's called Stir the Pot. Who's the fan? They would like to remain nameless. Ah, okay. It's also Mike Grover. Uh, Mike Grover would like me to tell you that these remain nameless. Okay. So we don't know that it's Mikey G. Okay, anyway, so he gave me this game called Stir the Pot, and it's a party game, a drinking game. Not right? from Mikey G, got it. Nah, yeah, well, maybe from Mikey G. Maybe. But, you know, but, we're not supposed to say who. Okay. Uh, just a fan. Uh, so, you flip over a card, it has an awkward question, right? Here, I'll just do one, here's an example. Who would you film a sex tape with? And then you have to pick somebody in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And then you tell the person to your left... And then they either agree or disagree with you, and then you flip a coin, and one side says tell, and one side says secret, and if it's tell, you have to tell the whole group what the question is and what the answer is. If it's a secret, you tell them who the, you say what the question is, but not the answer. Oh, okay. So, we're not going to do that. No, I'm not going to play that card. It's just me and you. Well, no. It's, we're, I, I say we, we take everybody from the studio. So, you and I, New Doug, Dave, Shane. Russell, Barry. Okay, I'm not filming a sex tape with any of those people. Right, but we'll like do this, and then we'll discuss who we think is the answer to these questions. Okay. In an attempt to uh, make it awkward for everybody and isolate us from the rest of the group. I like it. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Do you want to draw one, or you want me to draw one? I'll draw one. Go for it, bud. You want me to read it? Yeah, well, yeah, you okay. have to read it. It's an audio medium. <laughs> who is probably high right now? Me. Oh, well, that was easy. Because I'm going to agree with you. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm most definitely probably that right now. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Who's most likely to own an ant farm and not tell anyone? Barry. I don't know, man. Or like Dave. Shane, Shane buys weird shit. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's something that he would do. Like, if you think about it, like, Dave... That's true. Dave, Dave. Dave kind of does stuff. Barry kind of does stuff. Like, we never know what they're going to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because of the question is who's most likely to own an ant farm and not tell anyone? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Barry. Yeah. Because I could see Dave buying an ant farm, but he would tell everybody. Yeah, he would let us know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Barry. Yeah. Okay. Barry, ant farm. All right. 
Who is most likely to get involved with their kids' drama when they're a parent? That really narrows the field down because there's only two parents. Yeah. And both of them are on this show. Yeah. I know who I'd pick. I know who I would pick. Do you want to do it on one, three? Yeah. One, two, three. Me. Okay. Yeah. I try to... I mean, I'll offer advice, but I try not to get involved. That's okay, though. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, maybe I should. Just me personally, I probably would. All right. (coughs) Oh, this is an easy one. (coughs) This is an easy one. Okay. Who could survive on gas station food alone? Oh, you want to do the three thing again? Sure. Okay. One, two, two three. three. Shane. Shane. Yep. Because Shane does survive on gas station food alone. <laughs> That's not true. Like, also I've just Asip. seen him get gas He's like, hey, you want anything from the gas station? That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Those taco puffs are good, though. Are they? Yeah. That's weird, man. I'm also, like... a close second would be probably, like, Russell. Yeah. Because he loves tornadoes. Does love tornadoes. Yeah. I think Shane, like, by far, though. Right? All right. Yeah, I'm going to go with Shane on that one. All right. Who always sings the the words wrong? Ooh. All of us? Because I write parody songs that make you sing them? Yeah, that's fair. But I do find myself being like singing a song I've sang for like 10 years and then being like, oh, that's not the the right words. words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You... Yeah, I'll take it. You're you also the person that usually has to sing the songs that I write. Yeah, that's fair. No one. Anyway. Dude, that was fun. That was a good song. Who is the most romantic? Oh. Hmm. I don't know. I have an answer. Go ahead. You. Oh, me? Yeah. You think I'm romantic? I think you are a hopeless romantic. Uh, unfortunately. Also, after talking with Dave after the recording of a podcast... Um, well, you I, did a I podcast like, with Dave? Uh, we don't want to talk about it. Yeah, we don't. Um, I would also say Dave. Dave recently, who had a date what? last Friday. Yeah. Dave! And bro! He, he gave me a report back on it, too. Why didn't we read it on the show? I mean, we can still do it. This week, why is for Dave's date? <clears throat> and we can talk about that. That's fine because he gave me a report back on it too. Yes. No personal information will come out on this. Okay. But I will say, spoiler, I think the date went well. Awesome. Go, Dave. Yeah. All right. I'll change my answer to Dave too. Okay. All right. Oh. Do you ever draw a card and feel like it just it narrowed you? <laughs> yeah, a couple cards ago. <laughs> Who catches feelings the fastest? Oh, do you want to do it one, yeah. two, three, or just go ahead and admit that it's you? Yeah, I'll just I'll take that. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Yeah, like of our team, mm-hmm. one third is married. Yes, one third is dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the. <laughs> The hopeless romantics get it. Yay! Yeah. Well, not with that. This is the first time I've ever heard Dave mention a lady person. I just, I, th- I think Dave and I are similar in that aspect. Okay. Yeah. So I'll take that one with Dave. And Dave doesn't even know yet, but he will when he listens. Yes, he will. Who is just happy to be here? Oh. 
Just happy, Dave. Yeah, yeah, Dave. <laughs> That's the easy one. All right. Who is the best with directions? Hmm. You want to do the three thing? Because I know exactly who this is. I feel like we're going to have different answers. We might. Okay, we'll do the three thing. All right, go ahead. One, two, three. Shane. Shane. Yeah, I feel like Shane and I are both really good with directions. Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah, I can see that. You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's most likely to be in bed at 9 p.m. on a Saturday? Oh, this is easy. Do you want to do one? I don't... I mean, I... All right, well, three, two, one. Doug. No. Yeah. I'll be at work at 9 p.m. on a Saturday. If you weren't working. I would be awake. I'm a night shift person. This is when I wake up. I would be just getting out of bed at 9 p.m. on a Saturday. Okay. Russell. He's also works weekends. Yeah, but you'd be surprised at what time he goes to bed. <laughs> okay. See, I was thinking it was probably, like, Shane. Ooh, I... Fuck, I could also say myself when I'm not working. Yeah. Because there's times where I'm like, it's 8, there's nothing to do, we're going to bed. <laughs> and then I'm up at, like, 6 a.m. That's usually what I'm like. Or 5 a.m. What's in my pantry? What can I try to make? That's that's the dangerous area I try to stay away from. I don't see. Not me. I'm full in it, baby. All right. <clears throat> Who is most likely to talk through the whole movie? Russell. Mm, Russell's pretty quiet during movies. Not when I watch movies with him. How often do you watch movies with Russell? Only once. Because he talked through the whole fucking movie. Oh. At a movie theater? It doesn't say at a movie theater. I was just asking. No, I was here. Okay. If I go to the movie theater... Here's a spoiler alert. He doesn't listen. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, I purposely sit as far away from Russell as possible. <laughs> really? Yeah. I like I've to never sit, had this issue. I like to sit by either you or Dave... Because we just make happy faces when something cool happens. That's what Shane and I do. Yeah. Shane's also good about it. So basically, the only person that talks to a fucking movie is Russell. I, I, the answer is not in this group. Who's it? Who is it? Jordan. Well, I don't hang out with that dude. But, you know. Yeah, he does talk a lot about everything all of the time. Yeah. But, that, that's, but I also haven't went and seen like a shitload of movies with him. So, because he talks through the whole movie? Well, no, just because we don't go and watch movies. <laughs> Typically, if I go watch a movie, it's with like Russell or Shane or my daughter, who does talk a lot during a movie. All right, we'll say Sophie then. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Is, it's your turn. I is think. it? Yeah, who cares? It doesn't matter. We're okay, just well, playing a game. I think it was your turn. It doesn't matter. Who is most likely to black out at the pregame? I mean, do you want to one, two, three this? Sure. I feel like I know the answer. Well, go ahead. All right. One, two, three. Doug. <laughs> but you never black out. I don't remember the wedding. Really? I do not remember large swaths of the after party from the wedding. All I do is remember that my feet hurt. Like, I don't remember the cupcake thing. I mean, I have it on video. So I know you like multiple people have shown me that this event occurred. I just have no memory of it. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Doug danced with a 
banana cupcake. Elvis cupcake. Yeah, the Elvis. Butter. Yeah. Which, I mean, sounds like a delicious cupcake. I wish I would have remembered eating it. I don't think you really ate that much of it either. <laughs> okay. That's what you get for having a free bar. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Courtney. Uh, was that her name? I don't remember. The, the bartendress? Oh, God. I didn't get her name either. Okay. I didn't have that many drinks. I just remember mostly having that. Uh, I remember the Irish car bomb. I don't remember that part. I don't know if you drank an Irish car bomb with us. I remember drinking a lot at that party, though. Yeah. Well, it was free wine and beer. Yeah. And whatever that weird whiskey <clears throat> drink that they had. That's what I drink a lot of. Jameson? Yeah. Jameson and whatever. It was like Jameson and lemonade and soda water or something. Okay. Some cocktail they made for Russell. It was good. It was very good. <laughs> All right. Who has the darkest humor? That's tough. Yeah. I. I okay. All of us? Oh, I was going to go specific. Okay. Uh, who do you think? Russell. No. Shane. More than Russell. No? I'm going to give Russell in the youth of, like, in his youth. Okay. Knowing, yes. I was, was talking about same. right right at this moment. I mean, he's not that bad now. Right, but I think Shane still is. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. My dark, my sense of humor is pretty dark, too. Yeah? Yeah. That's why I say all of us, except for Dave, because he's yeah. just innocent. Yeah. Not not Dave. Not Dave. Not Dave. Final answer. Not Dave. Who would you most likely find riding the the carousel alone at a carnival? Do you have an answer? Mm, kinda. Alright, do you want to one, two, three it? Or do you want to just say it? Yeah, one, two, three it. Alright, one, two, three, me. Dave. Or, I would even go Barry. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I would ride a carousel even if nobody else wanted to. I mean, yeah, I guess you probably would. Horse tornado, man. Okay. We got a lot of these. I'm just going to, like, pull one out of the middle. Okay. Ha! Okay, well, this one's about me. Uh, who is most likely to run away from the group on a night out? Yep. yep. Doug. Yep. All right, well, because I'm glad we clarified that. that. has happened on more than one occasion. <laughs> Don't let drunk drug out of your sight. Yeah, and usually we're spend most of the night trying to find you in what room you went to. Sorry. It's all right. You just, I mean, usually at a party... The group breaks up into like three separate smaller groups in three different areas of the house. Yeah. And you bounce around between all of them. Or you find one that just hang out in. I'm a social butterfly. Who would be the one to start playing the guitar at a party? That's too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Shane. Russell. Oh, oh, yeah. Russell. Ooh, yeah. I don't think Shane would play a guitar at a party. No. Because it would be expected that he would play guitar and Shane would be like, Fuck that. If you ever ask Shane to do something, his initial response is like, no. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Russell. Russell. Okay. Oh. Drunk Barry. Does Drunk Barry play? No, he doesn't exist anymore. When he did exist, I believe that Drunk Barry would just all of a sudden just do something like that. Yeah, Drunk Barry was a, a force of nature. Yes, he was. 
Not a sponsor. No, 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 not a sponsor. All right, we'll do this one here. Okay, okay, all right, all right, okay, all right, okay, okay, yeah. You ready? Who gives off a first impression that is different most from who they actually are? Oh, okay, go ahead. I'm not sure. I would say me. You? Yeah. Okay. I'm very standoffish to people until I get to know them. Yeah. Okay. I will agree with that. I feel like when you first meet me, I'm very, like, quiet and not friendly. Yeah, but then they get to know you. And then they find out that I'm very loud and not friendly. Super friendly, whatever. I'm super friendly with you. You're my best friend. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Give me a good one. Uh, <laughs> All right. So this this card reads, "Who is the horniest?" Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like my gut response, but I don't know if it's accurate. Go ahead. My gut response is you. Oh. <laughs> All right. Because I talk about sex so much. Well, uh, yeah, par- uh, partially. Okay. So oh, like, I wasn't aware. <laughs> Well, okay, listen, here's, here's again, I'm breaking things up, right? That's like, fine. Two of us are dead inside, two of us are married, so, like, these people don't care, and then these people, like, already have, in theory, sex on the red, right? In theory. Right, so it leaves two people, right? Uh-huh. And I've heard you talk about it more than Dave. Uh, unfair, you hang out with me more than you hang out with Dave. Yeah, but I like you. Oh, <laughs> you know well, Dave will never be a sponsor. Um, Good. I, but I've also had many conversations with our infamous leader. Okay, yeah, no, I get that. So, all right, yeah, I'll agree with I'm that. I'm picking Russell. You, you've swayed me because, <laughs> yeah, 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 man, he's a yeah. he's a fucking pervert. <laughs> but <laughs> let's paint it in a in a good light, though. He's a monogamous pervert. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't necessarily mean it like that. Like, just do you remember the time? <laughs> do you remember the time when he was complaining because he had to take shirtless boudoir photos and all of the girls were complimenting him on his looks and he was treating that like it was a bad thing? Like, that's the kind of like sexual deviant that we have as our leader. I'm not gonna call him that. <laughs> just, I see you shaking your head. Yes, I mean, I'm it's not fun. shaking my head either way. Oh my god. He's a pervert. I don't know how to edit that. No, I'm not going to say pervert. Okay, you don't have to, man. Okay. Oh, wait. Did I do that or you do that? That was me. I drew that card. Okay. Oh, that's dumb. Okay. It was a dumb card. Okay. I already know the answer to this one, but we'll, we'll see what you think. Who would die first in a zombie apocalypse? Didn't we answer this question a long time ago when we talked about this stuff? Probably. Yeah, go ahead. It's me. Yeah. Because I would kill myself. That's what you said. Yeah. I feel like before you had time to make that reaction, um, I, f- I feel like Dave would be out and about and just, it would, you know. Oh, you, like, it would I guess, to yeah. happen Dave first. Because Dave would just be like, what's that weird guy doing over there? Yeah. And then that, yeah. Okay. That's not bad. But, like... You know, at the first signs of a zombie apocalypse, I am out. <clears throat> you must have been really struggling during COVID. Uh-huh. Okay. Also, the bath salt craze 
from like 2017 when it first started like really hitting. Yeah. And they had all those videos of like weird people jumping onto cars and shit. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, we need to watch this shit out. Guy was close then too. Dark times. Oh, I know the answer to this one. Okay. Who would most likely get married on a whim in Vegas? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my worst habits. <laughs> I wasn't going to say you. Oh, you were? No, I was going to say Dave. Oh, I would, I would assume me. Okay. I'm real good at getting married. I'm real bad at staying married. I mean, I don't have a great track record either. Yeah. All right, we're ready? Yeah. We'll probably just do a couple more of these, because yeah. we're... <laughs> we've been at this for a while but there's a big stack of cards here we can revisit this game that's fine because it's kind of fun who would be most likely to fall for a pyramid scheme i solidly have my answer go ahead dave <laughs> okay i just wanted to make sure we were on the same page i feel like every time i talk to him he's in the middle of falling for another i'm not pyramid gonna scheme. say that i wouldn't be right behind him on this but i'm also like i run most of my ideas behind people that would be like that's a pyramid scheme dummy yeah that's like, you go to people for advice dave brags about the latest pyramid scheme he's joined <laughs> all right who is the most serious now i i solidly know the answer to this yeah what do you think? One? Is that what you want? Oh, to sure. Three, two, one. Shane. Shane. Followed by Barry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where I didn't know where you were going. But here's the thing. I think that Barry is silly, but quiet. So we don't hear a lot of the thoughts going on in Barry's head. Whereas Shane is 90 years old. And has zero sense of humor. That's not true. Shane has a sense of humor. Nah, he likes to see people fall down. Nah. I mean, okay. It is. I feel like in everyday life, Shane is the most serious person. Yeah, he's definitely more serious like, than most. Dave people. is a cartoon character. Yeah. We're morning DJs. Yeah. Russell lives in a weird fairy tale land. Well, he just has a different, he's got a very different view of method of thinking and yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Dutch angles. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Shane. Shane, for right. sure. You want to do just one more each? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not doing that one, because that's like a fucking Barry answer. It's a Barry answer? Who's the quietest? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who would make the best librarian? Yeah, I know this one. Yeah, me too. Three, two, one, Shane. Russell. We don't have the same answers. No, we don't. No. Russell would be a good librarian. I think Russell would be the best librarian. Shane would just be like, this is where the book is. Yeah. And if anyone else asked him any more questions, he would probably be, be like, I told you where the fucking book is. Right. I, that's why I don't think he would be the best librarian. Whereas Russell would like talk to everybody about every book. Yeah. Outside and he of would the... try to sell them on different books, which I guess is a librarian's job. Yeah. I feel like insane. Shane would be the most direct, and that's what I would like. Uh, outside of the group, Bill. Oh, be yeah, the best librarian because he actually like went to school for that. Bill is in the group though. Yeah, but he's like the reserve squad. He's like the sixth ranger of Power Rangers <laughs> when like they show up halfway through the season, but then like they've filmed some episodes and Japan doesn't use that character, so he's not in every episode. Would Bill like this reference? I don't know. It's an accurate reference though. Feel free to call the score line at 765-242-5978. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The or... score line is back. Sorry about it being shut down for a week or so. Uh, it didn't work here. Uh, 
or email us draftq at gmail.com. All right. Last one. Last card. Who is the most intense? Ah, man, that's there's so many meanings to that. All right. I got an answer. What's your answer? Me. You. Yeah. See, I thought shade. Uh, I mean, have you? Don't listen to us argue about things when we feel differently on things. That's true. You do like to argue well. I mean, it is something that I do. All right, so that's a yeah. So, what do we learn from this? I don't know. The pot is stirred. Yeah, we stirred the pot. I feel like we're in agreement on most things, though. Yeah, though. So is it? Has it been stirred? I guess maybe when the other people listen to it, and then they're like, "What the fuck did you say that about me?" So when Dave and Barry listen to it, Shane or Russell. The pervert. Well, I hate that I have to edit this podcast. You don't have to edit that. I'll go on record. I, Doug Classic, feel that Russell is a non-closeted pervert. <laughs> okay. This sure. is that. This may not directly affect the views of the show or other people on the show. This may affect the Doug Cola Classic going away. Mm, yeah. All right, that was awkward questions. Hey, do you guys like that? I liked it. I had fun. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah, maybe we'll do it again sometime. There's still a big stack of cards we haven't gone through. Let's go through the F. Okay, man. I mean, oh, wait. Did you have more with A? No. Oh, I was just moving this. I was trying to move the show along. No, I get it, bud. Oh, my God. I feel rude. No, man. You're just way more intense than me. (laughs) You're like a camper. Moving on to F. Is that less intense? No, I, F was pretty intense, bud, because this week we watched Four Fast, Four Furious. Yes, so driving down our lane to Fast 10, we are now at the fourth Fast and the Furious movie, which is not the Fast and the Furious, it's just Fast and Furious. Because they are so fast, they don't have time for articles. So, much like this episode, we went back to Fast and Furious Classic and yeah. went back and had four original characters. Yeah. The four main characters from the first one. That is correct, sir. Now, I will say, though, I, w- I want to like amend what I said last week about Tokyo Drift. Go ahead. Uh, the main character was 22 when that movie was shot. Uh, he he just- did look 30. He just looks like an old Forrest Gump. Uh, but he was 22. Uh, and then, okay, so Fast Fu- 4, Fast fast and Furious. Uh, it starts with a flashback. Right. To where we learn how Han and Dom were bros. Yeah. Uh, when they are stealing gas from tankers. Yeah. In the Dominican Republic? No, that was in South America. I think it's the Dominican Republic. Okay, it's the Dominican Republic then. Um, and then they... So they are stealing them with Han and these two other dudes named... What were they? Pablo and... I did not catch their names. I think they were Diego and Pablo. Yeah, they don't show up for very long. They're just in the flashback as well. Oh. Well, yeah, we'll get there. And then, and Letty and Dom are there, and they're stealing gasoline. Very similar to the uh, semi-truck heist in the beginning. Semi, sort of. Yeah. Uh, um, 
And then it ends with like a cool explosion and Dom driving his car underneath a rolling inflamed gasoline tanker. Yep. And then we he they have a party and he tells Han to go take care of his business, which I assume is when he goes to Japan and then ultimately perishes. I mean that's what the story led you to believe. Yeah. Uh and then the, the two Hispanic guys take their cut and go, and he breaks up with Letty, or he abandons Letty because the cops are after him, right? Yep. And then we go fast forward a certain amount of time. Does it say how long? <clears throat> it never says how long. I didn't think so. Uh, but we do know it has been five years since the first Fast and Furious. Right. Which I think is like chronologically correct too, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, has it been five years since the first? I, I don't think it has. I, the first one was two thousand, right? Yeah. So in four years, um, Brian went from uh, undercover cop to running yeah. away. That's weird. for a year, and then going back, and then working for the FBI. Okay, so it has been eight years. Okay, since. Because it's 2009 is this one, and the first one was 2001. And you can definitely tell that in this, Vin Diesel is older than the the first movie. Yeah, when he yeah. looked old in the first movie. Uh, I don't age well. Uh, that's my Vin Diesel. So in five years' time, he went from being a cop in L.A. Yeah. L.A. L.A. To... Being on the run for a year in Miami. Yes. To leaving Miami at the end of the Too Fast, Too Furious, mm -hmm. uh, with a bunch of money with Tyrese to open their own garage, right? Which didn't happen. Or did it happen? I don't know. I mean, we really don't know. They didn't say one word about Roman Pierce, who is my second favorite character in all of Fast and Furious so far. Who's your first favorite? Han. Um... He's so fucking cool. Han is pretty cool. Um, wish there was more Han. Like, I'm, I'm upset that like I already know the entire Han story, and it was just in one shitty movie and five minutes of a less shitty movie. Okay. Um. So Brian is now an undercover FBI agent. Yes, I guess. Yep. When did that happen? We don't know. Like, the Brian's timeline is weird as fuck. It doesn't make much sense. He's also a brunette now. Well, you know, the blonde highlights went out with the times. But he, like, Paul Walker's naturally blonde. As he got older, it got darker. It's weird to me. Okay. I didn't care for it. Okay. Okay. So, okay. fair enough. Letty dies. Everybody goes to the funeral, which is next to an oil field. <laughs> In L.A.? Uh, I don't know how many oil fields are in L.A. I don't think there's a lot of oil fields in L.A. Uh, did you think that was weird? No, I didn't pay a bit of attention to it. Okay, so they're at a funeral, and they're doing this, and then Paul Walker looks up, and it pans, and then on a mountain in a oil field, Vin Diesel's watching the funeral happen? Yep. <laughs> Which is fucking weird, right? Yeah. And also, they have superpowers now? They have superpowers? Yeah, did you not notice that they have superpowers and no one gives a shit about that? 
What are you talking about? Okay. Our first introduction to Brian, he's like chasing some perp, right? That ends with him jumping off a roof with the perp and crashing through a car. Like superhero style. And then Brian getting up and brushing the dirt off his shoulder and then telling the guy that he's under arrest. John McClane. He's a goddamn superhero. Okay. And then Vin Diesel is gone somewhere. We don't know where. Hopefully we find out. Of Japan, I guess. Yeah. Teaming with Hans, buddy, for drift racing. And then he comes back and he goes and talks to his sister, Jordana Brewster, Mia Toretto. Right? And then he says, take me to the scene of the accident. Yeah. And then he can see everything that fucking happened by looking at a tire tread including the dude that shot her like he knows who that dude is by looking at a tire track and nobody's like hey yo dom when did you turn psychic <laughs> like what the fuck well yeah he developed these superpowers yeah this is natural this is natural meth only one person in the universe uses this he holds a car engine up with one arm, just willy nilly. Like something happened between the end of Fast and Furious and the beginning of Four Fast Four Furious, uh, in which Brian and Dominic Toretto have become superheroes. I think it happened during the train race. Yes, because it was it was a train race where they were carrying radioactive materials. And they were bitten by radioactive Mustangs, Maybe and that's we'll how they became powerful. The next movie, I by Fast Five Furious, dude, I would be fucking. I would love that. Okay, if that is what happens in Fast Five, I am on board. Okay, so like, yeah, okay, so a lot of stuff happens. They gotta like become drug runners for a uh, Spanish dude. What is Braga? Name? Braga, yeah, Braga, and then we, they meet Wonder Woman, other superhero. Yep. Uh, well, this is her first film role. No, I didn't know that. I didn't either. I looked up some trivia's. Uh, in her first film role, uh, and she plays Giselle. Yeah, Gail Gadot in this was awesome. She was awesome. She was great. I do have a problem with the fact that this whole movie is about avenging his love. Right? And then he, like, hooks up with this girl in the end of the movie. But whatever. Uh, Gotta move on, I guess. You're literally just finished avenging her death. Yeah. Maybe have a mourning period. Maybe have a sad corona or two. Uh, yeah. So, like, a bunch of shit happens. He tracks... Dom tracks down the killer. Brian tracks down the drug guy, Braga. And then everything turns out okay. Yeah, except and, not. And then Dom goes to jail. Yeah, even though the FBI or, or whatever was like, we'll clear his name. And the judge was like, fuck you, Will. Yeah. Throwing the book at him. Yeah. 25 years. Why, though? Why? What did he do that was worth that much? He stole some CD players. Right. Five some years ago. Color TVs. Like, nobody uses those anymore. I know. Like, that's old technology. But... Basically, Brian, as soon as he gets around Dom, just like, forget about being an authority figure. Yeah! Let's talk about that, too. Like, he is the worst cop ever. Yes, he is terrible. Why do they keep going to him? 
like U.S. Customs, the LAPD, LAPD, the now the FBI, like the fuck. Yeah, I don't understand it at all. Uh, terrible, terrible. Uh, but they don't even show you the sequence of basically like what you assume is breaking him out of a bus. Yeah, but the they show bus, us. But they show you like. The start of it. Yeah, the credits of it. And that's where those other two guys come in that are in the beginning of yes. the movie. Yeah, and uh, Mia is there now, also driving her car fast and furiously. So, how do we get to Fast 10 from here? Okay, I'll, I'll, I will answer that. But first, I want to know what you thought of this movie. Oh, I really liked this movie. Okay, if you were to rank the four that we've done, and I think we should probably start doing this. For the remaining 17 or however many there are. Um, put them in order from like best to worst. Nostalgia really kicks in for me. So it's one, two, four, three. That's the right answer. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I go two, one, four, three. That's fine. Because that, the two, I love Roman. Like, I fucking give no, me. I like the Roman character too. Give me a movie with Han and Tyrese and I am on goddamn board. But I really like the first movie. I really like the first movie. It's a good fucking movie. The second movie is the first movie again without the plot. The fourth movie is the first movie again with too much plot. Also, the first movie made me realize how much I love Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, she's great. That, that's also brings and it Jordana down. Brewster. So because I mean, it was like equal. She's only in like five minutes of this movie. And yeah, that makes me sad. Which is weird. Okay. Oh, one more thing. I like that they kept the rap thing alive. So in the first one, we had Ja Rule, mm-hmm. and then we had Ludacris, mm-hmm. and then we had uh, uh, Adol Bow Wow. Bow Wow. He just goes by Bow Wow. Actually, he goes by Sean Benson now or something like that. Oh. Um, and then the fourth one, we got Al Pacino. Uh, you're not familiar with Alpa? No. He he was in a documentary. You probably saw him in a documentary. It's about like Vietnam War. Okay. I think it was called Tropic Thunder. Okay. But yeah, Al Pacino, famous rapper, also in the race in this one. So that's cool. Uh, I like it. Here's here's where I see how we get there. Right. Okay. So we've got like our our core crew back together. Right. Uh huh. And we've already established in Tokyo Drift that there's some weird time shenanigans, multiverse shit going on. Right. Right. And then we know in the trailer, we saw in the trailer for Fast Ted, like Michelle Rodriguez waking up on a table. Right. Mm-hmm. So I assume that whatever secret organization gave Brian and Dom their powers brings her back to life, or she's like a robot with the memories of Letty downloaded. Oh, so like like a Winter Soldier Letty. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what's happening. All right. Uh, and then, like, also we saw Han in the trailer, So, but we are assuming that that's an alternate universe Han. Right. Right. Uh, so <laughs> my guess is that at some point we're going to find out that uh, either the stereo equipment or the gas or something, like, was a secret government project, and then that's how they all got superpowers. And then they become basically, like, the Fast Avengers. I assume, hopefully, this is wishful thinking, that Brian and Mia, like, hook up, like, st- like stay together, because if Vin is going to be off just, like, banging random people now that Liddy's gone, like, I want there to be a relationship in this movie that's a solid relationship. Okay. So, I'm voting that Brian, okay, so Fast Five, Brian and Mia have had a baby. Okay. And that baby's name is Letty. Okay. 
to honor Michelle Rodriguez. Um, so they are retired, but that's where Roman comes back because Dom's got another heist to do, right? Yeah. So it's it's Dom, Giselle, Roman, Ludacris's character, the weird Asian lady from the FBI that knew about cars, and um, it's probably somebody else, but probably the dude from the third one. Oh, Lucas Black's character? Yeah. Okay. For Forrest. So Forrest is going to be there too, but Forrest is going to die because somebody's got to die in every movie. Okay. Yeah. So Forrest dies in the fifth one. And I think that's what it's about. I think it's about Dom forgot to get a present for Brian and Mia's baby shower. So him and Giselle have to steal a truckload of diapers. And then Roman and uh, Lucas Black's character Forrest have to break him out. Yeah, that because realistic. Brian is getting too old for this shit. All right, I like it. Fast Five, Fast Furious. All right. All right. That's like that's that's all I got. Okay. How close am I? Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, we'll I've find not out. Seen next Fast week. Ten. Well, we both, I'm just about Fast Five at this point. Yeah, that I, that is the whole plot for Fast Five. Like I've been, I've Fast Ten. It involves obviously genetic manipulation because right. we see Letty come back like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, from DNA that was collected at the crime scene. Yep. Okay. Because like Vin Diesel can time travel into memories and see the face of the dude that shot his ex girlfriend. What the fuck was that? I don't know. You the boss? Do I look like a boss? Ugh, God, it's great. All right, I'm done. I'm I'm done talking about it. I give it forty five stars. Forty five stars? Yeah, man. It's not it's not perfect, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's better than three. Oh no, it's absolutely better than three. I hope. I personally hope that three is a low point because I still enjoyed the third movie, but. It was not nearly as fun as the first, second, or fourth one. That's very true. All right, I'll stop talking about it. We need to move on or I'll keep going. So, moving on from F, we're going to go to T. And T is taste test. Taste test. As you know, last week, we're not going to talk about most of it. But we did try some uh, different flavors of Lay's. And this week, we have four different flavors. Okay. Um, So... I have these Lay's from different countries. I don't know where. Uh, you said one of them's from Korea? Yeah, that one's Korean. Okay. That one's Indian. Uh-huh. Oh, salted egg. This looks like it might be Korean, too. All right, so the four flavors we have are... Uh, oh, shit, Vietnam! Yeah. So we have a uh, fried crab Lay. Uh, okay. not leg, lay, like the chip. Right. Uh, salted egg. Yep. Uh, India's magic marsala. Okay. And I don't know how to pronounce that. It, it's a crab ross. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm it's like a salsa. Okay. Sort of, but like a with Korean spices. 
So where do you want to start? But this one's definitely going last. Um, I want to try the salted egg. All right, let's open that I've been that staring up. at salted egg the okay. entire time. That's fine. Now, they all say Lay's, but one of them on the package definitely is a ruffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with that? Is it a ruffle or is it a wavy Lay? It's a ruffle. Tight ridges. Maximum chip grippage. I can smell that. You can? Yeah. Oh. Are you not eating it? Oh, oh, I thought you were tasting it. No, go ahead. No. I don't really taste anything. I taste farts. Well, if you eat a lot of eggs. Yeah, no, you can tell. Okay. It does it doesn't taste like egg though, does it? No. It's just I wonder salty it's, flavor. I wonder if it is a duck egg. Like a like a chip oh, cooked yeah, in maybe. duck fat, maybe. Well, I'd say I'd look at the ingredients, but Okay, hold on. It does not say duck eggs. It definitely has palm oil, though. I don't know what that means. All right, let's go to this one. All right, this is the crab moss, right? Yeah, Bob Ross. Crab moss, Bob Ross. Corn toss. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. I didn't get anything on that one. It's almost like Fruit Loops. Maybe some ginger. Definitely gets the citrus. Yeah, it tastes like Fruit Loops. It tastes like uh, uh. Ceviche, not ceviche. No, oh, what's that stuff? Uh, it's, like, it's almost like a no, not ceviche. Maybe, yeah, yeah. kind of like ceviche. Yeah, yeah, it's like shrimp and uh, lime juice, lime and peppers, C- cilantro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like ceviche. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Way definitely better than, better than duck egg. Yeah, definitely better than duck farts. All right. Move on to the India magic uh, masala. Marsala. I assume that this is just going to be like a hot, spicy chip. This bag. Gonna need to channel the inner Arnold. Yeah, that bag is impossible to open. Yeah. These have ridges, Doug. Well, they're not advertised with ridges. Oh, they are advertised with ridges. Yeah, they are. I'm feeling this one, bud. Definitely has flavor. Yeah, man, Oh, it, wow. It tastes just like tikka masala. Ugh, tikka masala. Oh, those are really good. Yeah, I know. I gotta stop eating them. All right, better. Definitely better than duck farts. I'll let you do the honors of this last one. All right, and this is uh, fried crab. I know how much you like the crabs. Well, yeah, if anybody has listened to any of the interviews I've given, it's very clear. Absolutely. All right. All right, here we go. That's not what I was expecting. That is not what I was expecting. What were you expecting? Like like an Old Bay seasoned chip? Like, you know, if you buy crab chips, it's just Old Bay seasoning. This tastes like they were boiled in crab water. <laughs> I like them. They taste like crab. Oh, yeah. I had to get these. That's fucked up. Yeah. All right. Oh, man, that's fucked up. So, Doug, you want to put these in order of what you think? Best to worst or worst to best? Best to worst. I like the ceviche ones the best. Okay. 
Then the Marsala. Okay. Then the boiled crab water chips. <laughs> okay. And then the duck farts. So I'm going to go the ceviche ones, the crab ones, the Marsala ones, and then the duck egg. Okay. So we, we our first and last were the same. And yeah. We flipped the middles. Yeah. Because these, these are definitely really good. They're super refreshing. Yes, they are. But yeah, boiled crab, man. That was a, I was expecting, you know, like a crab chip like I like I buy, you know, like an Utz's. This is a crab chip. Yeah, that was definitely a crab chip. Like they boiled those potatoes in crab water. That's what it, it tastes like a seafood boil. Yes, it does. Almost like the fake imitation crab. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably far cheaper than. Yeah, which I enjoy imitation crab. I do too, man. I make crab and goon cheese sticks all the time. Oh my god, those are so good. Oh yeah, I got stuff to make some more. Oh. Okay, so where does that put us? Why? Yep. And this week, why is always for you. Yeah. As it is every week. Uh-huh. What are we doing for why? Okay, so the score line was down, so oh, yeah. couldn't have any calls. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of complaints. Oh, there were complaints? Yeah, there were a lot of complaints to the to the company, which you guys heard that in the beginning of the show, right? Right. right. So I thought I'm going to read off a few of the funniest customer complaints. All right, go ahead. A customer once phoned uh to complain about the delivery of a curtain pole. On finding no one home, the driver decided it would be possible to deliver the pole through the letterbox, through the mail slot in the door. When the customer returned, they found their dog was pinned to the wall. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, another com- funny complaint. Uh, following the purchase of a dishwasher... These are all uh, Amazon complaints, by the way. <laughs> following the purchase of a dishwasher, the customer returned it to the store and announced the dishwasher is quite obviously faulty. When it's set to wash, the water sprays, but the plates do not spin. Okay. Wasn't aware that was supposed to happen. A student uh, contacted an Amazon food purchase to complain that he almost choked on a fish hook. A full investigation followed involving full traceability reports. It was established that the dish uh, used net caught fish and no hooks had been used in the production process. The student then apologized for falsely trying to obtain compensation. A customer complained that the ham he had purchased was unreasonably salty. The the retailer said they would give them a full refund for the remaining ham. The customer said that would be impossible because he had managed to eat 480 grams of ham. Oh my god. That's a lot of fucking ham. Yes, it is. Uh, on receiving a call that her contact lens order was coming in early, the customer complained to the head office that the overzealous ordering system was akin to high-pressure selling. So they were like, hey, your contacts are coming early, and then she called to say that they were being overzealous, which is I thought was funny. Dude, if I get stuff and it's they're like, hey, your stuff's coming early, I'd be thrilled. Here's one, one more from an insurance company. An insurance company received a call following an incident in a hired camper van. He claimed that, that a crash and the resulting damage to the interior and exterior of the van 
was a result of a faulty auto drive system. In his claim, the customer stated, I put the vehicle into auto drive and walked to the rear of the vehicle, only to be thrown against the bassinet, flinging fresh coffee uh, into the wall and cabinet and being flung into the wall and cabinets as the auto drive failed and took us at some speed into the hedges. Okay. So they put it in cruise control and walked away. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, that was funny. Okay. All right. And then we have also the Dave review, right? Yeah, which I asked his permission while you were doing that, and he said, sure. <laughs> Sucks and, to be you, Dave. He's, he's a, oh, okay. So <laughs> Dave had a date on Friday, and on the recording of this is Monday, and you'll hear about it on Wednesday, so you're still within the week of it. Um, What was that? Just the way you would do that. The hey. date was on Friday. We're recording this on Monday. You'll hear it on Wednesday. Hey. Just gotta be accurate. So um after doing the recording, Dave and I were talking and he was really excited about this date. Now he's known her for a while and she's into some of the similar things that he's into. So eighties horror movies. I said, Hey man. I said, Hey, uh, let's see, this was uh April seventh. I was like, Are you still on for tonight? Like, meaning his date. And he goes, do you mean the date? LOL. Yep, still on. I said, excellent. I'm excited for you, buddy. He goes, thanks, buddy. I'm pretty excited, too. I was like, I expect a report back. And he goes, you know it. All right, so this was all at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. I got my report back at 9.17 in the morning the next day. Uh, All right. Yeah, so I was super like, oh, it must have went really well. Just. Because he forgot to message me back. Sure, 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 sure. And he said, well, I was in Kokomo till 2 a.m. watching TV with her after dinner. It was nice. Went well enough for her to want a second date, at least. High five Dave. Yeah. Hopeless Romantic in us is real happy. The Hopeless Romantic in you is real happy. I meant me and Dave. Oh, okay. I said, hell yeah. Then today, at the recording of this at 7.13 p.m., <laughs> Because we got to be completely accurate. Like, we're right, 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 right. That's not when you're listening. That's when we're talking. Dun, dun. Here you go on the podcast. Okay. I said, can I talk about your date on the podcast? And within like two minutes, he said, LOL, sure. And then this is his report back. It's short and sweet. It went well, and she wanted to watch bad movies, so she could be the one. That's good, Dave. I, I wish oh, all the best, although nothing good has ever come from Kokomo. I'm from Kokomo. Only one good thing has ever come from Kokomo. My daughter's from Kokomo. Only two good things have ever come from Kokomo. It's the city of first. Is it, though? It had a McDiner. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't improve anything. (laughs) I like the Oscar's pizza. Oscar's pizza is good. And I like uh, that weird Italian place. Pastorific or whatever. Oh, yeah. Where they make all the fancy desserts. They do have fancy stuff there. Yeah. It's a hometown Olive Garden. Yes, it is. Less breadsticks. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. so that's why, right? Yeah. So, uh, check, please. All right. What did we learn today? We learned that uh, sexual assault is never okay, although we already knew that. And, like, it's. I'm not even going to get into that one again. We learned mm-hmm. about all kinds of good recommendations. We learned about the Mario movie. We learned about Creed 3. And what, heels. And heels. We learned about heels. We learned about 
uh, Uncle from Another World, which is super weird. We asked a lot of awkward questions that Nathan and I were pretty much solidly in agreement about, Russell being a pervert first and foremost. Uh, I'm we, not saying that. You don't have to, buddy. You just shake your head in agreement like you already are. Uh, we learned about Four Fast, Four Furious and where this franchise is taking us. Uh, we tasted some tasty treats. We learned that ceviche chips are better than duck farts. Yes, by far. And we learned that Dave may or may not have met the love of his life. Tune in next week for an update. Yeah, and if you got any questions, comments, concerns, the score line is back on, baby, at 765-242-5978. You can also email us, draftyq at gmail.com, and Dave... If you want to report back on what happened, feel free to leave a voicemail or an email. I would love a Dave report. Uh, also, check us out on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash DraftEQ. Dollar. Get you everything. Back catalog. I think everything is on there now. I believe so. I think everything, at least everything DQP does and Crimson Ring slash Drafty Show related is on there. Yes. I know that. I don't know about some of the other shows. Uh, yeah. And then also we have a monthly show on there called uh, Love a Turtle. Yes. Uh, in which vampires review romantic comedies. So I think that's it, right? There's really yeah. nothing left. There's nothing left. Except to say protect your nuts. <laughs> <laughs>